Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. podcast i'm your host curtis with me in 2023 it's and jamie how are you two doing doing pretty good doing pretty good new year new yeah. me name yeah. name old is it though <laughs> yeah that was a thing all over like the social media like new year new me and i'm like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah sure it is yeah. new me it's the same same shit, different year yeah exactly <laughs> I was more like New Year, same hangover. Uh, just kidding. Um, yeah, we're back. That's funny you say that because this is actually an intervention. Um, we think <laughs> your drinking has gotten out of hand, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, and uh, poor old uh, baby Lucas could not make it with make it today. Um, yeah, that's that's an inside joke. That I'm sure nobody that listens to this podcast nope. is going to get, but that's okay. Don't have to. Um, yeah, 2023, we're back. Uh, how was everyone's Christmas? We good. Yeah. Hung out. Solid. Yeah. Played a lot of games. Yeah, I did not play as many games as I thought I would, but I ended up playing a ton on my Steam Deck because yeah. Like, my fiancé's family came up, and we were, like, sharing an Airbnb. So, I was I didn't have all my consoles or anything to play around with. I didn't even really bring my computer with me. So, just played on my Steam Deck. But, it still was a ton, ton of fun. So, but, yeah. Way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and as always, we talk about the no-cost games, because... They're not always necessarily free, but they don't cost you anything extra, usually, to get. I mean, obviously, like, PlayStation Plus and Amazon Prime, you gotta pay for the service, but Epic, well, we're gonna get to Epic in a sec, but <laughs> we have thoughts on their holiday giveaway. Um, not all positive, I'm sure, but PlayStation Plus, let's start off with them. They're, they're ringing in the new year. New, new year, new PS Plus. Uh, they're starting the year off with 
Back for Blood, Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry Five, sorry, uh, Special Edition, and then Life is Strange. So. It's on PS Plus. Yeah. And it's not the games that I was. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what the fuck they are though. It's um. It is. Fuck! What the fuck is it? I just fucking looked at. It. It's Axiom Verge Two. It's one of them. Okay. Uh, and then I don't remember the other two. I already owned them. Fuck. Is it? Um, oh, Axiom Verge 2, Fallout 76, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That's what it was. Yep. That's so weird. Well, I'm getting so confused with these stupid PlayStation Plus memberships. Well, there's like 15 yeah, different Yeah, I wonder if now. those are like... I wonder if those are the games that are at the... the oh, yeah. I guess it must be in the PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium. Anyways, I'm sorry, listeners, for... You. <laughs> in your time of need how dare you but I mean Axiom Verge 2 is great I got a review code yep. for that that was fun yep. I think Jamie you got one too right yep yep yep, yeah. yep. I actually re- started replaying it on PlayStation uh, nice I liked it uh, Fallout 76 uh, if that's a game that exists wow yeah yeah and then Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order I think it's smart of them to put that game out for free Considering we're yep. getting closer to the release for the sequel, so build up that hype. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for the sequel personally. Like I, Same. I, I love the first game. It was a really fun. Like if you really like those kind of like um, Dark Souls esque games, then Jedi Fallen Order fits the bill. Obviously, it's in the Star Wars universe, so you have those kind of things. But it's a tough game too. Like. I think it took me, like, nearly half a day to beat the last boss. <laughs> and even then, I cheesed it out yeah. because I realized that the, you could, like, go to this door and then the boss would not, like, attack you because you were in a door. So I would just, like, cheese out the final boss. So that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's, it's nice. strategy. <laughs> yeah, it's a strategy. I don't know if it was one the developers intended. But, yeah, that game was <laughs> tough. But... Yeah, definitely would recommend playing that one if you haven't played it already. It's free, so. But they've given it away, uh, away for free in a few. Like, I know Amazon Prime Gaming's given it away for free. Yeah. Um, before. I think, I think Epic gave it. No. It must be I was trying to remember yeah. that. I don't think they have. But, hey, they could give it away sometime soon. I mean, the new one is coming out soon, so. We'll see. Um, and then Epic. Well, so... Epic, yes, they have their their games that they're giving away this week, which they're giving away three games, one of which is like a free-to-play game, so I don't know if it counts, but it's like, here's two games that we've given away for free and one that was already free, but eh. Uh, It was, it's DKO, uh, and then that's the first game, and that game was already free, so it's not discounted or anything, it's just, it is already free. And then there's First Class Trouble... Uh, which looks to be kind of like Among Us, kind of, like a social deduction game, but also multiplayer. And then there's also this game called Game Deck, D-E-C, which I know nothing about, but looks interesting. So, um, And then the next week after this one is a game called Epistory Typing Chronicles. Uh, oh, typing game. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Something tells me there has to be something else. 
to go along with that. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, Constellation Prize would be nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, this Epistory game looks decent enough, but normally they give away two games, so... Right, right. Maybe there's another game to go along with this Epistory one, but we'll see. Uh, but then there was also the 15 free games they gave away this year as part of their giveaway started from December 15th and went until uh, December or sorry January 5th and uh, I don't know people have thoughts on this I do too Jamie I'm, I know you've got some thoughts on this too uh, yeah, you, uh, yeah. Were, were, you, were you disappointed by the lineup this I, year it was it was a crushing disappointment because oh, wow man of all the games i think there might have been two that i was like well i either don't own this or i'm excited to play this uh out of like 15 it was it was pretty like crumbs in terms of uh meaningful exciting like i think the second game or the first game was like bloons tower defense and i'm like okay this is is the bar Uh, okay yeah there was a lot of repeats too (laughs) Uh, Horizon Chase yes. Turbo, Costume Quest 2, Wolfenstein The New Order. <coughs> yep. Excuse me. Those have been all offered for free already in the past. And I understand that like they're going to have some duplicates, but you would think they would reduce it down to a minimum, considering how hyped most people are for this for this uh, yeah. 15 days of games. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then there was some weird shit too, like Death Stranding. They actually, for like the first... Yeah. hour or two they were giving away the director's cut not and they the... realized their mistake <laughs> yeah what yeah so, oh so if, if you were lucky enough to pick it up in the first hour or two you you probably got the director's cut uh if not you just got the base game so uh yeah a lot of people are mad about that some people say i agree with them that they probably should have just stuck with the director's cut i mean if you yeah. make that mistake yeah. just keep it up yeah. It was only for a day, so I mean, how much damage are you gonna do with like one day of that game being made available for free? But yeah, some people, a lot of people, upset about that. Uh, Sable was given away for free, which I, I, I haven't. The only one I missed. I'm that so one, mad about it. Oh, is that the only one you missed? That's all. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only one that I was like, oh, this is really good. I want to play it, and then I missed getting it. There was some kind of like Lego game given away, like a puzzle Lego game. So like, oh. yeah, it's it's. I think it's like a free mobile game too, though, or maybe it's on Apple Arcade or something like that. I've definitely seen. Yeah, it yeah. But yeah, there were some like Metro Last Light was given away. I think probably Death Stranding is probably the biggest one that people probably. Um, yeah, definitely probably the most large triple A game. Yeah. yeah. Like they gave away Dishonored and hey that's that's okay. Like nothing wrong with that. But like last year they gave away the Tomb Raider trilogy as the last game. And that was like three games and a lot of people were thinking they were gonna give away Dishonored one, two and the standalone expansion, but no. Yeah. And I mean compared to last year, and I'm just saying like this is what they did in twenty twenty one. They did Shenmue 3, Neon Abyss, Remnant from the Ashes, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, Loop Hero, Second Extinction, mm-hmm. Mutant Zero, or Mutant, Mutant Year Zero, Vampire, uh, Pathfinder, Kingmaker, Prey, Control, Mages of Mysteria, 
movie note, Salt and Sanctuary, and then the Tomb Raider trilogy. So seems like a much better. Yeah, list. yeah. way better. Yeah. So I don't know. It's not great. Not great. But I mean, they are free games, so I guess you know you still sure. they get them for free. But yeah, a lot of people were very disappointed with this year's outing. Um, but yeah. Um, and then finally, Amazon Prime Gaming. There's a lot, as is usually the case, but the big standouts are The Evil Within Two, Dishonored Two, and depending on who you are, Lawn Mowing Simulator. <laughs> Gotta get that grass tight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But Evil Within Two is awesome, and that's a good good one to get. And then Dishonored Two, it's kind of funny because you get Dishonored One from Epic Games, and then you get Dishonored Two from Amazon Prime. So between the two of those, you actually can play both games aside from the standalone expansion, which I'm sure you could pick up somewhere. But yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it for the free games or no cost games, whatever you want to slice it. Uh, let's get on to the news. Uh, Valve suffered the biggest leak in its company's history, including pretty much all assets from Half Life 2, Portal, and Team Fortress 2. And uh, yeah, to go over like what was leaked, it's extensive, but there's a lot of stuff that was cut from those games that now people are seeing because. Those assets were maybe made but never used. So it was like source code too, right? Like it was like full. Right. Yeah, that's bonkers. Yeah. So it's. Yikes. But nobody found the third Half Life game. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was saw that that happened. I was like, wait, did someone find find Half Life three in there? Like, but no, nobody did. Sure, that was the intent when when someone tried to steal all the shit was to find well, something unreleased. But you know, apparently the person like had this stuff for like the last six or seven years and just was like, yeah, I can finally put it out without getting legally in trouble. So huh. I guess something was keeping them from leaking it, but now not the case. So, um, yeah. Most of it was, like, pretty unexciting stuff. But, like, some stuff, like, that clearly people were, like, especially more for Team Fortress 2, people were, like, oh, that would have just broken the game. Like, yeah. so. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, key talent behind Microsoft's Forza series has left Playground Games to form a new AAA studio called Maverick. I'm sure it has nothing to do with Top Gun Maverick. Or maybe it does. But, Yeah. I mean, they've made the Forza games for a long time, and I, I like those games. So, whatever they end up doing, I'm sure it's going to be pretty good. But Yeah, those, those, those are the same people that used to make the Burnout games, right? Like the Forza people, or is that a different... Am I getting those confused? I think it's different Ghost people. games? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and apparently they said that they wanted to do this because they wanted to be in a company that takes creative risks. So, whatever mm. that means. Uh, means, I think it means uh, 
their management is less, uh, you know, annoying and looking towards maximizing profits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like current AAA studios, I think some of them are. Yeah. Well, which, uh, yeah. You know, there is, uh, of course, uh, you know, if you wanted to take a big creative risk, create a reboot of the pot racing game in the Force oh, Engine. There you go. I mean, this is pot racing. We're we're getting to the age now where people are getting nostalgic for for pot racing. Like, didn't they like re-release that on uh, on PlayStation like a couple years ago? Like they yeah. ordered it the the Nintendo support. Like it wasn't anything crazy. It was basically no. like, yeah, yeah. Here is the game as is, but I'll like give me like a new pod racing game. Probably nobody need, would play. Need it, more but... Sebulba. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, Ubisoft having a real rough start to the year. Uh, they've canceled three unannounced games and they delayed Skull and Bones again. Which <laughs> this is Poor not like dude. the. Sixth or seventh delay for Skull and Bones? Yeah. yeah, it's at least the sixth, I think, is what I was reading. And they've canceled, I think, a total of like seven games. It's kind of bonkers. Like, I don't know, it seemed very promising for Ubisoft. Um, this no. game's never going to come out, right? This is just never going to come out. Well, they did Skull say, Bones. though, that uh, the. What was that game that got announced and they were like. The second game, it's been, like, rumored for a while. I'm forgetting it, but... Yeah, they did announce that... The, they did say that that one game was, was going to still be coming. I think it was a Beyond the, uh, Good and Evil. The Beyond Good and Evil? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's probably the one. That's <laughs> just been in development forever, too. Because, yeah. of course, everyone was like, what about that one? That's and they're like... Yeah. They were like, no, it's still coming. That was... <laughs> That's the upside. That is still coming. Everything else, though, got canceled. I'm kidding. I'm curious what the unannounced games were, though. Like, was there anything I would give a shit about? Probably not. Uh, no. Probably some Ghost Recon game and uh, Splinter Cell. Uh, maybe maybe a new Splinter Cell game. Uh, I'm going to say it was probably a Star Wars spinoff of Just Dance. Oh my god. Like the uh, old Kinect uh, Star Wars thing? <laughs> yeah. They were like, that's a meme. People would love if we brought that back. And then someone was like, no. It was a Han Solo name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Han Solo doing, like, dances for Fortnite. There you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, they did say that both Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, and Just Dance 2023 didn't quite meet their sales expectations. And, um, yeah. Apparently, like, Skull and Bones was supposed to come out between, uh, or supposed to come out in March. Yeah. And now it's, they're saying it's any... May or be, April. Well, they said anytime between April and March of next year, 2024. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they said after this fiscal year is what the end is. But, yeah, that could, that could be like May or June or something, too. So, I have a feeling they'll probably want to put it out relatively close to March, so. 
But yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. And there's there was. There was also like a ton of uh, Assassin's Creed games that they announced, but. They said right. that the ones they canceled were unannounced, but I imagine at least one of those would have had to have been some other Assassin's Creed game. That was probably yeah. Assassin's Creed, some spin-off nonsense, romance novel version. Uh, yeah. Vis visual story, who knows? Exactly. Um, Final Fantasy 16 is not coming to PC, says the producer, and he straight out said, Yikes. buy a PS5. Yikes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I saw somebody had highlighted in the trailers that it would say it's coming on P it's coming to PC you know after six months or like at some point so yeah there's a communication breakdown somewhere that or I'm guessing it probably is going to come to PC but he probably just can't talk about it yet so yeah it's also true yeah. Like, the, the thing that's crazy is, like, those Final Fantasy games never come to PC. Uh, there was a time when they were only on PlayStation, so, I mean, it's not that crazy to think that you'd have to buy a PlayStation to play Final Fantasy for the first, you know, uh, couple months. That, you know. Yeah. Like, I well, also, too, like, I remember when there were parts of Final Fantasy games to PC, they were, like, just shitty ports, like. Yeah. There was yeah. no effort to like put in any graphical settings or anything really. It was basically just here's the game, like bare bones on PC. So I imagine that like nowadays when they do it, like you look at the Final Fantasy VII remake, that eventually did come to PC and that had like mm -hmm. a good extensive amount of options for PCs, so Right. Um Yeah. But we'll see. I, I have a feeling it's going to come to PC eventually, but... Yeah, it just seems like such a dumb idea not to bring it somewhere where there's a huge player base. If you don't want to bring it to Xbox, whatever, but uh, yeah. put it on. Exactly. Uh, Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann, because he's in the news because the Last of Us show debuts tonight. And yes. um, I'm pretty oh, excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Um, I have such high hopes. But it's gotten good reviews. Heard, so. Yeah, I've heard good reviews, so yeah. which makes it even scarier. But I'm not looking at any of the reviews. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to keep myself in the dark until I actually start watching it. I saw someone modded the games to like put in models that look yeah, yeah. like the people from the show. So yeah, huh. that's that's wild. Anyways. Night Dogs Neil Druckmann says that he wants to focus less on cutscenes and traditional narrative. And he cited like games like Elden Ring, which tell story in more passive ways. Like, you know, you just kind of find That's stories fine. out in the yeah. wild. Which I'm hey, I'm fine with that because that kind of makes the story a little bit more optional, I guess, for people. Like some people who choose to can find that stuff and engage in it, and others who don't can just go, Yeah, I don't need this. So. That's a pretty big shift, though, in their, like, their whole philosophy. Like, those games are always, like, super cinematic. Like, everything Naughty Dog's ever done uh, has been mm -hmm. cinematic. Maybe, like, the least cinematic games are probably the Ratchet Clank games. But, uh, that's not even that. That's Insomniac. That Insomniac. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, so, no. Uh, Uncharted. Yeah, no. They're all really cinematic. Um, so, 
a weird like shift. I wonder like what their first game that that fills this philosophy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just Crash Bandicoot. But the story is all told. Like yeah. passively. Crash, it's gonna be Crash Bandicoot: Breath of the Wild. It's all internet. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> I mean, they did do crash. an open world Sonic game. Right. Yeah. So the next logical step. Yeah. Crash just Crash Bandicoot just spinning around the world. <sighs> Anyways. Um, cool. And then final bit of news. Steam banned a game called Vert a Mate. Uh, a VR sex simulator. For being too realistic. What? Yeah. Although, there's a conspiracy theory going around. That really, it's oh. because people were modding the game and adding skins for different people like mm. from real life so they were like like you can put Elf Fanning in this game and then everyone was like oh that's a little weird because Elf Fanning's actually <laughs> yeah. a person yeah. <laughs> yeah so but people are upset because the game got banned and people paid for it because they're perverts and now they can't get their money back so yeah yeah. But, I don't know. I'm sure it'll pop up somewhere else you can get it. Yeah, exactly. Dark web. <laughs> Epic's like, I'll take it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Good old games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's it for news. And our reviews are going to be a little bit different because not only are we going to talk about what we've been playing, but we're going to give our top five games of 2022 and uh yeah i guess i can go first i haven't been playing nearly as much as i wanted to but i did play some games chief among them high on life what a game <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, i agree I, it's also problematic too because justin Rowland right now is in the news and not for great reasons but i'm i'm put <laughs> I'm putting that out of sight in mind because you know what? I'm here to talk about a game, not not just a Roland's weird personal life. Um, but yeah, High on Life, uh, very odd of a game. Like just from starting it off, I was like, <laughs> did I install the wrong game? Because it looked like a totally different game. It looked like some like pixelated 3D N64 shooter game or something, and I was like, what? And then Oh, you're in. Uh, you're actually playing <laughs> the game, and it kind of like it's just a very unconventional game, very funny. Um, like, there's a part where you get into your suit for the first time, and there's just like pop ups everywhere, and you have to go get into a thing that like gets rid of the pop ups and stuff. Like, the game is just very strange, very weird. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, the gameplay is very satisfying. Um, I. I I've had a lot of fun playing it. I ended up beating it to completion. I even unlocked the secret ending, which I'm not going to spoil, but it's probably one of the best secret endings I've had, I've seen in any game in a very long time. Did you watch Tammy and the T-Rex do its entirety uh, while you played it? <laughs> uh, no, I did not, but I did respect, because I've actually seen that movie outside of this game. Yeah. And I was like... I've it's just... such a weird thing to do, just throw Tammy and the T-Rex in the middle of this book. I wonder if it's like a rights thing. Like they could just easily get the rights for that, so they're just, just like, free yeah, use. Just, yeah, just put it in. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't know. It's just such a weird game, but, like, I don't know. I think you have to really be into, like, the Justin Roiland kind of humor to really get it. Like, I enjoyed it, but I could easily see someone getting a little annoyed with this game. Not to say I would, but, like, I'm just curious because, like, if you've watched Rick and Morty or whatever else, you could see how those things could be, like, influence it. Uh, yeah. So, I, I really enjoyed it for what it was, but, again, I can see how some people could be less inclined to enjoy it. But, um, yeah, I'd give it probably like an 8 out of 10. I do feel like okay. it could have had a bit more to it. Like, I think it could have been a little bit longer, had a little bit more going on. But at the same time, too, I'm like, you know what? They kind of went with the less is more approach, and that was good, too. So, I don't know. I, I guess it's probably a good... I was going to ask if the, uh, if the price point is sufficient for the amount of content because like I've, that's the biggest complaint i've seen is a lot of people saying like it feels like it should be like 40 bucks i i do kind of agree with that i do think that like for me it's more like the quality of the experience is so good that like i wasn't as complaining about the link because it really it took me probably around eight or nine hours to okay. beat the game so it didn't really? take that long um so yeah like i think if you're really into like the joseph rolling here we're like the dialogue and all that stuff uh i've got a friend who's playing the game and like he's got a newborn and he played the game on mute and then he was complaining about the game like dude you can't mute this game like you have to be listening to it like i don't know it's (laughs) it's it's a fun game but i think only if you're really kind of into that kind of like rick and morty's kind of style of like humor and aesthetic and all that but um i i had a blast with it but yeah i would on like if you're not a big like fan of justin roiland or in his stuff i would say maybe yeah wait till it's on sale i think it'll probably go on sale relatively soon um like i and i don't regret getting it but i definitely in my mind i was like uh yeah this is gonna be a real tough thing to kind of put value on because some people are gonna be like wow this was basically like a full season of a rick and morty show that i got to play over like yeah like nine or ten hours or something like that but it is on game pass too right like i think it's because i was about to say i played it on game pass so okay dollar amount me was super worth it i had a great time and you know considering i guess (laughs) The movie licenses that you may or may not care about, you know, because I didn't watch any of the movies in the game. But you know, if yeah. you did, then I think then you get more out of your money. But I thought it was. I mean, I honestly don't think I could justify. What is it, sixty or seventy dollars? Uh, seventy. Well, yeah, here in Canada, it's like close to seventy. But yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that's a little bit of a stretch. So yeah, I, I see where they're coming from. Like. I was playing it both on PC and then later on my Steam Deck. And actually, it was fun to play on the Steam Deck. So, I don't know. Like, there was that, too. I guess if you're paying, like, $70, you're not getting it on Game Pass. You can play it on your Steam Deck if you have one. That's a, yeah, that's true. That's mm. a good experience. It, it actually played very well on the Steam Deck, too. Like, my only issues with that on the Steam Deck were that, like, some of the text were a little hard to read. But... And there wasn't any option to, like, make the text any bigger, which I thought would have been helpful, especially on the Steam Deck, to, like... Because some games will give you the option to, like, 
change the size mm-hmm. of the text or something like that to make it more readable. But this game didn't really have that, so. But yeah, definitely, it, it's it's a tough game to fully recommend just because I don't think everyone's gonna enjoy it. But like, also the voice cast too was really crazy too. Like JB Smoove, Justin Roiland, like Stephen Agee. There's like a ton of people in this and i was very impressed like when i was ruling credits and i was going through the credits i was like oh that person was in this game like i didn't even realize because some of them like they they distort the voices a little bit so it's a little hard to to hear who it is exactly but i was like oh that person's in this crazy but uh and then most of the other stuff i played was all older games that i've been getting into uh, Death Stranding Director's Cut. I was one of the few lucky people that got it in the first two hours on Epic. Uh, and yeah, so I got the Director's Cut of that. And uh, I, I have played Death Stranding, but I haven't really dove into the Director's Cut. And uh, I was playing it on PC, and man, it's a lot of fun. Like, I think the Director's Cut kind of puts a lot of stuff in there that makes it a more enjoyable experience i still think like the first i would say a couple hours two three hours of death stranding are really rough just because it's a lot of you don't have a lot of the vehicles a lot of the other stuff that makes traversal a little bit more enjoyable so taking something from point a to point b when you're having to like walk through rivers and up mountains and stuff it's a lot less enjoyable in the first few hours but once you get past it i would say to like when you're in episode three that's when right. you like start to well actually episode two you get a vehicle but i destroyed mine well what happened was is i was like there was a jump over a river and i was like i think i could make this so i boosted it and i jumped <laughs> off and then the bike the front yeah. bike tire got on the other the one in the back didn't and it just like went into the water and then the oh, thing just no. sunk to the bottom of the river and i was like fuck but then in episode three, you can fabricate one, so it's not so bad. But, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've been having a lot of fun. Like, I don't know. I know everyone likes to shit on this game, but I think deep down there's a there's a fun game there. And I think it takes a little while. But I'm also excited for Death Stranding 2, which they've announced. And now I'm like, okay, if this kind of keeps the momentum and I don't have to go back to, like, carrying shit across a river and mountain, then I'm going to be okay with that. So, yeah. Um, I, I would honestly give this like a nine out of ten. The the only reason I don't give it a ten out of ten is the story is kind of stupid. I hate to say it. I <laughs> so fucking stupid. Like, I'm also playing this, and I had forgotten how that shit crazy it is. I'm yeah. fucking shooting ghosts with my piss and shit. Uh, and yeah, and 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 building roads, and there's babies and tubes, and Guillermo del Toro around with me it's fucking weird like yeah in the best way though like oh yeah like but it's just like i hate this but i skip through most of the cup scenes because i'm like i'm not gonna understand this shit in any way it's like what's the point (laughs) like i'm not gonna understand like it's not like i'm gonna really get into the story of death stranding i'm mostly just in this because i find that the moment-to-moment gameplay of delivering things to be just so much fun that so zen yeah it's like like just calming almost and like, like just walking. I was really into building roads for a while. Like there was like two or three hours where I would just 
I unlocked the truck, and then I would take the truck and load it with materials and just go to, like, a paver and just pave roads for, for people. And then I people thought. were, like, leaving likes for me because I was making roads for them. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? It's been, like, two hours just building roads for people. Like, what am I doing with my life? But Yeah, I've just been making zip lines everywhere. So now I'm just, like, shooting across the map all super fast. It's awesome. Yes. Also, I find it's a lot of stupid, dumb fun to, like, take those little carrier things and then ride them like a skateboard. Yes. Yes. So. Good stuff, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'd say 9 out of 10. I, I take off a point because the story is freaking stupid. Like, there's whales flying everywhere. You go, yep. There's like a flashback sequence to World War Two or something, and I'm like, I don't know. That's what the literally where I'm at right now, yeah. I'm like, this game is so fucking stupid. I'm sorry. So dumb. So dumb. Yeah. Uh. Uh, I was doing this I one. just can't get over Oh go ahead. I I just can't get over the Princess Beach thing. You know what I'm talking about? In a cutscene? No. Princess Beach. When they're on the beach and he's talking with the president or I think it was his sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the sister it was like this super serious thing. And then at the end of it, she makes this stupid t pun. And she says something like, much. "Like you're you're Mario and I'm like Princess Beach because they're on a beach. And I was like, oh my god, I can't deal with this. Oh no, oh. I don't even think I've seen that cutscene yet. Uh, no. that, that's amazing. Uh, I'm looking forward for that now. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye out and be ready to cringe so hard. I... It's also kind of funny. Though. Good lord. I had a really funny moment where like the game was like, <clears throat> oh, deliver this package to Fragile. Uh, that, that that is indeed mm. someone's name in this game. They're called Fragile. Right. So I was like, do 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 do. She's not that fragile. No, she's not. Um, <laughs> and then I opened up my cargo to check something, and it was like, by the way, you're carrying a nuclear bomb, and if you deliver it to her, it's gonna explode, and you're gonna get a game over. I was like, oh fuck, really? Yeah. So then yeah. I was like, what do I do with this nuke? And I'm like. So, I was, like, literally, like, trying to figure it out. I'm like, oh, I can't take it to the city. Maybe I can take it to this other city, and I take it to the other city, and then nothing happened. And then I was like, I'm getting sick of this game. So I went into my private quarters, and then Fragile showed up, and I was like, hey, I, they're trying to kill you with a bomb. And then it told me to put it in a lake. This game is very Over weird. the lake. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I the, uh, the, yeah, the, the, the... The fact that you don't realize that it's a nuke when the guy like comes up to you that gives it to you is like shady as fuck. Uh, yeah, it's so fucking silly. <laughs> it's so fucking silly. It's that game is is the best dumb shit ever though. I've been really enjoying uh, uh, playing it. I I remember like when I first came out, I played it and I bounced off of it, and then I don't know like after seeing the trailer for the second one at the Game Awards, I was like, you know what? I am gonna go back and fucking give that game another go, and I'm having a blast with it. Yeah. It Honestly, it's more fun than I think people give it credit for. But yeah. I think you also have to go in with realistic expectations that, like, yeah, the story is completely stupid. Yeah, like, don't try to make sense of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have a feeling the sequel will also have a really dumb story. But if it has yeah. good gameplay, I'm in. I'll, I'll play it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also picked up a game called Shredders, which totally took me by surprise. Uh... It's on Steam and Xbox and PlayStation, and it's a snowboarding game, but okay. you only use 
the twin sticks to control. So also like each stick is a foot. Uh, well, one moves you forward, and then the other controls the snowboard. Okay. Yeah. And interesting. Yeah, I was kind of craving a snowboarding game, and then I looked up on Google. I was like, "Best snowboarding games," and then it mentioned this game, uh, and I was like, "Okay, I'll try this." And like, it's very similar to the game Skate, if you remember that one from back in the yep. day, but it's more like geared towards snowboarding. Um, I just had so much fun playing this. Um, yeah, you definitely have to play it with a controller, though, if you're playing on PC. Like, you cannot play this with a mouse and keyboard, which I guess is totally fine. Um, but yeah, I was having so much fun with all of this game. And, like, I think what was a lot of fun, too, is, like, it is relatively simple, but it looks gorgeous for what it is. And it's not overly geared towards, like, having 2,000... Or like 2000 era like rap rock music playing in the background or anything. It's just like, hey, just go up to this mountain, just snowboard around. It is shred also, it, yeah, it's just shred it, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, rip it, yeah. Like in some ways, it's a very simple game, but I think what it does, it does very well. Uh, and it is an open world too, so you can kind of just go around and do what you want. So, um, yeah. Uh, I hate to say, like, oh, everyone check it out, because I don't know if everyone's into snowboarding games, but if you kind of, like, have that itch to play it on, like, something like your old, your classic, uh, you know, Steam or whatever, and it is Steam Deck compatible. I was playing it on the Steam Deck, and it works very well. Obviously, you know, being that it's a controller-based game, playing it on the Steam Deck was probably one of the better ways to play it, but, um, yeah, it's only, like, $25 American, something like that. I think it's like $34 Canadian, something like that. But, like, it's super cheap. Um, if you're looking for a fun little snowboarding game to play, give this, like, a 9 out of 10. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, I played a bunch of Jackbox Party Pack games. So, my fiance's family came up, and we were just looking for some things to do, and I was like, I have a bunch of the Jackbox Party Pack games. Let's play those. And Man, oh man, are those games fun? Uh, if you don't know, if you've never played them, it's basically like a pack. Usually includes like anywhere from like three to five different games, uh, and then uh, to control it, you just need somebody with like a console or a computer that has the game, and then everyone else or everyone plays the game with their phones. So you, you go to a website, you log in, and then like you control the game through your phone. So you don't have to have like. 50 controllers or whatever to play this game you just need everyone with their smartphone and um <clears throat> we were having so much fun and there was like uh drawing games so like you draw like things based on a prompt and then people vote on the best drawing there was like a murder mystery thing like honestly the games are just so much fun um i think seven and six are probably my favorites the later ones have kind of gotten a little silly and haven't been nearly as fun but yeah definitely would recommend picking those up if you want just like an easy fun party game to play with some friends and again it's super easy and accessible you just need your phone and then and your computer or whatever like i played it on steam but like obviously you can get it i think on xbox and playstation as well uh, then there was the big Witcher 3 Wild Hunt patch that came out that added a bunch of options to the game, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the main thing is like the graphical options and stuff. So having not played Witcher 3 in a long time, I thought, 
I'm going to play through it till completion. I was way more ambitious than I had necessarily the time for, but I will say from what I've played so far, it is definitely a good upgrade. Uh, Witcher 3 is already a great game. I would say even arguably a perfect game, but with these graphical options and stuff, it just really brings the game up to like being a whole other level. There was no, not as much lag or anything like that. The game just ran smoothly. So I don't know, nice. 10 out of 10. It's The Witcher 3, but just a better version of it. So, yeah. I saw some people complaining about performance, like when the patch came out on PC, but I don't know if it was like isolated issues with like certain graphics cards or whatever, or people just don't know how to configure their fucking settings to make I it mean, something they could actually run. <laughs> I compared like how it was before to how it was now, and for me, it was like a big difference. It performs a whole Perfect lot better. better. So, I don't nice. know. I think people just being crazy. Probably. I don't know. Um, but I mean, it is a free upgrade too, so you don't have to muck around with it if you don't want to, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been a good time. Um, they did put out the portal with RTX, um, which if you don't know, is basically like a free upgrade to portal that supports, uh, new higher end graphics cards. It looks freaking awesome. Like if you have a graphics card that can support it. Definitely play through play through uh, Portal with RTX. Like it is, honestly, it looks so freaking good. And like the ray tracing and the um, various like textures and stuff, the lighting, like everything looks looks amazing. Um, I I don't know. I can't gush enough about Portal with RTX, but it's also very like not everyone's gonna be able to run it. But if you can. Awesome. Check it out. Uh, but also, more, I guess, accessible to everyone is Portal 2, which I've been playing on my Steam Deck, and that's a lot of fun. Just zipping around playing Portals. I was playing that over the Christmas break because there was a lot of time where I was, like, around people, but I didn't have my console or anything or computer, so I was just using my Steam Deck and just playing Portal 2. It was fun. Zipping around. Making those Portals. Um, I did also play Stardew Valley on my Steam Deck, which, again, very, very zen experience. But I think Stardew Valley is a very underrated game to play on your Steam Deck, actually. Because it's very good for just, like, pick up and play, just work on your farm, sell some beats, do what you gotta do. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, and then finally I played some Among Us, because I just love Among Us. It's just a fun little game to just play every so often. And they added the new hide-and-seek mode, which is a lot of fun. So basically, nice. like, one person is infected. And you can clearly tell they're infected because they got, like, sharp teeth and other stuff. <laughs> and then you just have to hide. Like, that's all it is. You have to hide so they can't find you. Um, and it's kind of fun because, like, you can, like, hide behind, like, a chair. And, like, someone can come and depending on how well you hide, they just see the chair. They don't see you. So it's fun. Just kind of makes Among Us even more fun to play, in my opinion. So nice. Yeah. I wonder if that game's gotten a uptick in users after they threw it in the uh, the Glass Onion movie. Oh yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet. I didn't know they did that. Is it? Yeah, it's like a small cameo in the beginning of the movie. I was just like, oh, Among Us. He's playing Among Us and he sucks at it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because that's actually what prompted me to reinstall it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Glass Onion's great. Go watch that movie. It's a lot of fun. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then my top five of 2022. Uh, I'm already going to start with a hot take at number five. I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way to the top. So number five, yeah. I put both Marvel Snap and Hearthstone. The reason I put both there is I love both, but for different reasons. Hearthstone, I think, is a better, more well-rounded experience. Like, everything with with Hearthstone is just... It's been around for a while. It's great. It's Hearthstone. They get put out a new class this year and some great expansions. Uh, they just focus on the game modes that people are actually enjoying. Rather than last year where Hearthstone was focusing on modes that I don't think many people played, like duels and stuff. Um, and then Marvel Snap just came out. And it was, like, a surprise for a lot of people. Like, this is fun. Yeah. This is, like, a good yeah. time. And, like... Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that Marvel Snap could do to improve. It is a very expensive game. Like, compared to Hearthstone, if you really put the money into Marvel Snap, it's going to cost you a lot more than it would Hearthstone. Um, but I think the core gameplay for Marvel Snap is, is very good. So I do think it has some potential to be better than Hearthstone in some ways, but time will tell. Uh, I think it's a little too early to tell how great Marvel Snap will be, but I still put it at number five, tied with Hearthstone, because... I think they're both doing different things, but both are equally fun experiences. Um, number four, I put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I did buy it by nice. mistake because I thought it was the Cowabunga collection. I, it was <laughs> not. Uh, but it was a pleasant surprise because I ended up really enjoying it. And um, I go back and play it every so often. And it's just a lot of fun. Like, it's just a super tight experience where everything is, like very well made it runs very smoothly there's a lot of fun ways to play the game with the different like special moves and combos and stuff like that and it's just like a love letter for teenage mutant ninja turtles like all the different characters that show up and everything i mean it's just awesome it's a great time um number three is live a live uh came out on the switch this year uh it's kind of like a lost classic in a lot of ways but Again, if you've kind of played like Chrono Trigger and stuff like that, it's from the same developers. And I think even though the game is like 30 plus years old at this point or something like that, it still played so well. And it was so much fun to play. And I, it was probably, well, I mean, I, get, I was going to say it's one of the best RPGs I've played this year, but my top two games are also RPGs, so I guess I can't say that. Mm -hmm. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, po number two, I put Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, it was probably the game I put the nice. most amount of hours into this year. Um, wow. Yeah. I love Pokemon, and I I think Pokemon needed a breath of fresh air to kind of reinvigorate it, make it more interesting. And Pokemon Legends Arceus did that. Uh, made the game fully 3D, open world. And it was just it's hard to kind of describe like the feeling of joy you get when you just are wandering around that world and you see a Pokemon just in the wild that you can just approach and capture and you can see everything that's going on in the world. And it kind of takes this very flat game of like the, the previous Pokemon games where everything was kind of like for the most part, two dimensional, like sometimes it would be like 3d sprites in a 2d world or whatever, but like it really just made the world kind of come alive in a way. Um, Pokemon's violet and scarlet kind of, tried to use that and kind of bounce off of that but i think pokemon legends rcs did it a lot better 
And plus the end game content for Pokemon Legends Arceus was just so much fun. So, yeah, for me, it's it's definitely my second favorite game of the year. Very underrated, though, too. I feel like a lot of people kind of were like, I don't know what to make of this. It's a Pokemon game, but it's open world. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then finally, number one, Elden Ring. This should not be a big surprise. I mean, Elden Ring was, like, a perfect experience. It was tough, but it also gave so much in the world for you to explore and find. Um... It felt like somebody took Dark Souls and just made it into a fully realized open world experience. And, like, the thing with Dark Souls is always that, like, it's been about finding secrets and finding various enemies, secret bosses, cool weapons and stuff. And that just lends itself so well to an open world experience. And I think they just really nailed it. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's number one for me easily. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that was my top five of 2022. Good list. Yeah, good choices. Thank you. Um, cool. Dennis, why don't you go next? What are you playing? Go next. All right, I'll go next. I probably have a vastly different list, mostly because uh, I'm not that quick to jump on the new games train as they come out. But uh, let's see. Yeah, I'll talk about what I've been playing first. Uh, I played through Prey. Finally, um, I keep hearing how great of a game that is, and it was good. It was really solid. Praise that. Um, if you don't remember, it's that first-person, um, kind of a stealthy game, not quite Bioshocky sort of game where you're in a space station. There are these aliens that sort of take the form of these like sort of uh, energy-looking type. Um, figures that are either like sort of little squid looking things or they're little or they're like kind of humanoid monstery looking things and then eventually you see sort of different variations on the enemy but the idea was basically you um sort of lost your memories because of these things called neuromods which give humans extra abilities or knowledge but the thing is when you take them out, they kind of reset your memory to the point at which you put them in in the first place. Um, so you play as a main character who uh, is one of the doctors at the space station, which does a lot of research around this Neuromon thing. And then these aliens sort of appear and then you're doing experiments on those and you're trying to figure things out. And the aliens are sort of making this sort of floating web of thing, I think like a neural web or something that they're calling it. and Basically, as a player, you don't really know what's going on. So you're just kind of uh, walking through and figuring out the station. And you basically, everybody is dead or dying or, you know, very few people are still alive um, due to these aliens being rather violent. Um, the gameplay loop is really good. So you kind of start as just a character who has no special abilities or anything so you have to kind of get by with stealth you basically start with a melee weapon and then you have this sort of very iconic weapon of the game which is this goo gun um in the lore you use that to like seal breaches or put out fires or anything but in the game you can also use it to um make platforms uh, on the walls for example to help you get through um 
secret sort of side places, maintenance tunnels, things like that. So the game design, like all the level design and the map design, I thought was really well done. There's clearly uh, multiple ways to get, uh, you know, to the place you want to go to, get to your destination, to solve puzzles, to get around or defeat enemies. And it's totally, you know, up to you in terms of what play style you want to do. Um, I like the story. It was pretty good as you complete through the main missions you get either more sort of like in-game cutscenes or of audio logs bioshock style and you can hear what's going on there's notes you can read if you're uh if you care enough about that but um yeah you basically learn what happened to the station what the heck is going on with all the aliens um yeah i won't spoil too much and i thought the story the story was fine i thought it was mostly prodded up by the characters um and shout out to benedict wong for his uh really solid voice acting here he sort of is the main guy you'll hear as you play through the game um and he he did a great job yeah his voice is just so distinct as soon as like his character spoke i'm like oh that's benedict wong (laughs) who is wong from the marvel universe of course so yeah it was pretty interesting to hear him in there I thought the weapons felt really great. There's a decent variety. You get the normal, usual sort of gun, pistol, and shotgun, and all that stuff. But there's also sort of um, more interesting weapons, like this beam that sort of just, at some point, if you aim it and shoot it at an uh, enemy long enough, they kind of just disintegrate. Um, things like that. The goo gun I mentioned. There's these, also a golden pistol, <laughs> which I very clearly <laughs> is that reference to Goldeneye, and if you end up doing the side quest to find it, it's a pretty powerful pistol. Things like that. So yeah, I, I had a good time. That's pretty much all I got to say about it. It's it's an older game, but it's really solid, and I enjoyed it. So um, I'm really looking forward to the DLC. So surprisingly, like the main game was not bad. I think I would give it like an 8 out of 10, but the DLC I haven't played yet, but apparently it's like a roguelike. Yeah. But it's the same sort of mechanics of, you know, being a first person. And the idea is, like, you play as various different characters trying to escape this moon base. Um, But yeah, I've been hearing, like, I did a bit of, like, Googling on it, and people say it's really good. And I think this is the studio that ended up making Returnal, which kind of explains that they must have, you know, they they had some roguelite experience under their belt. Um, And yeah, it's very cool. So, yeah, that's Prey. I also played High on Life. I don't think I have much more to add. Um, I think my favorite part of the whole game is whenever voice actors just break character and start laughing. (laughs) And you get that a lot, either through, like, actual main dialogue or just walking around and finding a TV and you'll just hear these (laughs) random, like, shows, the alien shows or the alien commercials. And... Yeah, you just hear them break character and start cracking up, and it makes me laugh every time. It's hilarious. A lot of memorable moments that I think really make the game, I think. Like, the main story is surprisingly solid, but I really liked the memorable moments. I'll I'll, I'll do one, because this one's not really a spoiler. The one that I um, really liked was the flute guy. If you walk into the saloon... And you talk to one of the... They're like... Actually, the enemies that you fight. But this guy's on break. 
and you he asks you, you want to listen to him play the flute, and you can say yes, and it's it's terrible, but it's hilarious, and he does this weird ass dance with it. It's great. <laughs> so high on life is I also enjoyed that a lot. And then I played uh, Metal Hellsinger, which is sort of like beats per minute BPM. Um, and if you don't know what that is, it's just a first-person Doom-like shooter with enemies that pop up, and you sort of have an array of weapons. I think in Metal Hellsinger, actually, you only get to select two at a time, um, in addition to like a melee weapon and a skull, which is sort of part of the story. But you just play as some... like. Yeah, apparently you're not a demon, I don't know, but you're in hell and you're like just basically destroying everything to find your voice back. Um, but it's it's great, the music is fantastic if you're into sort of any sort of like metal, I think. Um, it's It's just really well done music, they got like some really famous singers from bands uh, to do some of the tracks as well. And you build up your sort of, you know, combo gauge as you hit enemies on the beat or shoot enemies on the beat. And everything you do is basically, if you do it on the beat, it'll contribute to your score and it'll keep your momentum up. Uh, But if you do anything out of beat, then it'll do the opposite. So even if you're dashing, if you're reloading, if you're shooting, all of that, switching weapons, like you got to do it on the beat. And uh, you really get into the groove. It's one of those games that, like, I honestly feel like I was in a flow state when I was playing it, and levels just blow by very quickly. It's not a very long game. It's not a very big game. There's only several sort of main levels, but then there's like these little challenges. Um, I don't recall exactly if they have sort of like an endless survival mode. I think they do. So yeah, uh, but the best part is I heard that there's mods you can use on it to either play your own music or I'm sure to modify the game in some way. But it's great. Yeah, it's 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 great. I heard it's like really solid. Yeah, that's been um, nice to play. I'm, I'm excited. So that's good to hear that it's uh, that good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I yeah, surprisingly, I thought the music was actually really good. Like I ended up trying to buy the album <laughs> afterwards, but <laughs> apparently it's in some sort of like uh, copyright hell or licensing uh, hell, so it's not being released. So whatever. Okay, so the one downside that I I say it has is the enemies are rather repetitive um and definitely the bosses in fact every stage is the same boss visually they just have different abilities and attacks um and of course they they explain it away in the sort of story and there's like the oh the cutscenes are rather well done as well they're sort of like comic no they're not comic book style the what are they they're like very light animated mostly just a single pane of like some drawing with very small animations and you kind of go slide by slide sort of um but yeah they explained that like basically each boss is sort of an aspect of lucifer i suppose so and that's why they all look the same and they just have different sort of abilities um but yeah solid game uh i think this one is also an 8 out of 10 for me and uh, yeah, I, I got to play, I think, enough of it. I I don't think it's a game that I'll keep going back to, but it is on Game Pass, so it's totally an option if I feel like uh, I just want to do it again or try one of the mods. I didn't look into the mods very much. Uh, I played Pentiment, 
which is sort of a new nice. release this year. Um, it kind of seemed like it was going to be right up my alley, the um, sort of mystery detective game. Um, it's set in like the 1500s, which I can't say I'm a huge fan of that time period, but it is interesting because we don't really have a lot of games set in that time period. Yeah, I thought the length was very good. Um, I think it took me probably like 20-ish hours to finish. And the best thing that the game's got going for it is it's really well-written dialogue. Um, and yeah, it is sort of like a side-scrolling kind of game. It's all taking place in this town. Um, you play sort of through a few different characters, I would say. Oh, that's not true. I think you, would, you play as probably two different characters. But um, the main guy is a artist, and you will you know, work at this abbey, this church, um, to uh, learn as well as master your craft of being, you know, an artist, being a, a scripter as well, someone who, you know, writes books back in the day because they didn't really have, you know, printing. Um, there is some printing in the game as well, but, it, you know, I think it's just to be time period accurate there. Uh, they make sure that they're like the monks are the dudes who are usually writing these books and copying these books and all that stuff and drawing the art for it. But the game is done. Uh, the game is well done. It's uh, it's like a really good, well-paced game. Um, I feel like the there's almost something major happening. Uh, you know, there's before I get bored. Like there's downtime. You can take all the time you want walking around the village, talking to different people, um, in this beautiful art style, which is sort of like this two D. Sort of cartoony look, uh, where everything sort of looks like one of those medieval drawings on a book. Um, you can take time to talk to everybody. You um, so there's there's quite a lot of downtime if you care to want and want to like talk to everybody and explore. But again, the pacing is really well done because as you progress through the story, there's some major events happening, and of course there's a murder, and then that's sort of what kicks off the whole thing, and the story goes across several years, um, and at some point you also play a different character, as I mentioned. Um, but it's 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 been great. I thought it was really good. Um, I thought the, yeah, the dialogue is well-written. I thought the story was well-written. Um, I don't feel like this is a game for everybody, so... If you feel like you might be into a detective sort of game, um, and this is mostly a reading sort of game, it feels a bit almost like a visual novel. There's just a lot of dialogue to read. There's not a whole lot of like anything else. There's no like real puzzles. There's no real like mechanics in terms of like you know skill. Um, it's really just a story that you try to follow through and. Yeah, you learn about what happened, and that is quite satisfying to me, but maybe not for everybody. So I, I rather enjoyed Pentiment, um, and I think it's it's good enough for like an eight out of ten as well, actually. Yeah, but but that's me, and it's actually the fifth uh, game in my top five of the year. And to be fair, again, I I don't play a whole lot of games on release, so this year. Um, of the games that I played that were released this year, Pentiment is up there for sure, though. It's a number five. Number four, I 
got through the whole story and I actually really enjoyed it. It's the quarry. I I okay. love the acting in the game. I like the story. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I love these sort of like almost just pure cinematic experiences. I I'm glad that there's more of these coming out. Um, I think there's that other one like Until Dusk or something. That one looks less interesting to me because I I like the sort of like campy horror that the quarry is striving for. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was really good, great story. Um, nice. And the, the acting, I just I thought they did a bang up job. It was great. Uh, number three is Nobody Saves the World. This is yeah really solid um, for like an indie game and everything. Like it honestly uh, scratches a lot of like the ARPG itch. Um, it's, it's a silly story, which honestly I don't even remember what it's about, and it's not important. But I do remember the game mechanics are really solid. Um, you can get all sorts of different abilities, mix and max, um, yeah, like mix and match, and end up having sort of a build that you do that, um, you know, changes the gameplay quite drastically. So I had a lot of fun with Nobody Saves the World. Number two is High on Life. Um, I don't think I gave a score for this. I think this one's probably a nine out of ten for me. This is really solid. Um, definitely up there as well again i do think the pricing might be a contributing factor but i played it on game pass so if you have game pass totally worth it it's yeah it's it's really good i think i also got the secret ending um although now i'm not super sure but i definitely got into a secret area which i think is i mean yeah i i'm pretty sure i did so yeah, I had a great time. I love all the twists and turns. I love all the memorable moments like the flute guy and that dying bear, if you know what I'm talking about, I guess <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyways, uh, really funny. Um, and then my top number one, which I think is still one of the favorite games of all time, and I'm including this one because it got released this year on PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S. So if you haven't played it, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It's Outer Wilds, not the Outer Worlds. Outer Wilds. It's that explore, a space exploration game that you, you know, sort of just fly around the solar system, visit each different planets, which are all super unique, and you learn the backstory through writing and exploring of this previous intelligent species that have been exploring the solar system and then if you have the dlc which i recommend you get because it's also really good it's almost like a game within a game it's it's just a lot of content for the same you know same kind of feel same kind of gameplay of just exploring and uh a little bit of puzzle solving here and there and things like that it's it's just one of my favorite games all around um so yeah number one is definitely outer wilds uh yeah i actually just watched like a speed run of it at like games done quick and it was really cool but yeah i i highly recommend playing this if you haven't that's basically yeah that's all my top five nice all right jamie so uh, what are you been playing and then what's your top five for the year well, uh, so for the most part, I've been playing a bunch of games that I've already been playing. I played, I started a couple um, other ones as 
well, but for the most part. Uh, I did spend a lot of time uh, finishing up God of War Ragnarok. Nice. Uh, the side bosses and all the hidden shit, I did every single fucking thing there is to do in that game. It's 100% done. Uh, I will probably uh, play it again when Plus comes out, but um, for now I am done. I beat it on the hardest difficulty and it could safely considered completed. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, man, that game is really good, though. Even even like the side stuff is all very compelling. The bosses were exciting to play, and I really enjoyed every single moment of it. And uh, I'll get into why uh, so great when I talk about my top five. Uh, but uh, besides that, I played uh, also I I played Death Stranding Director's Cut. Uh, as I said after watching the Game Awards, I was compelled to go back and give that a second go because uh, I really bounced off that game pretty early on when I played it uh, back on PS4 and uh, and I just I was I was thinking that like it, well, at some point I'd get back and play it and then I never did uh, and then finally you know with the trailer coming out I said you know what this game's going to be out in a couple of years I should actually story know what the fuck's going on yeah. Uh, so yeah I picked it back up very pleasantly surprised with how much I've I've enjoyed it now that I've stuck with it um, and, and forced myself to get past the point that I was at before um, I, I had stopped like right after the first boss fight in that game oh. uh, which is it, yeah it's like I just kind of like stopped right there and like that's right where you start getting all the cool shit so like yeah. <laughs> it, it was a mistake there to stop but uh, yeah now, now with the ability to be driving on roads and, and using catapults to shoot packages across the map, uh, stuff like that. It's it's a blast, uh, just building things, dumb things, and finding paths to traverse, and then having uh, other people use the stuff you build, and then getting you know, credit for helping them. It's, it's a cool like experience, I think. Um, and the game has some like dumb shit in it that I just love, like delivered a package to Conan O'Brien. Got oh, a hat that lets me swim in the water. So good. That's awesome. uh, so stupid and so good. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely finish it at this point. I'm 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 at chapter seven now. Uh, I think that's about the halfway point. Uh, so I will I will continue it. Uh, but so far for me, this game is a nine out of ten. Uh, it's it's so remarkably like relaxing at times because you're just like chilling, walking across the map. Uh, you know, trying to find the best path, um, and it doesn't seem like that would be compelling, but it actually kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't even give a shit about like the ghosts, uh, like the, the BTs or or whatever. You can kill them, you can avoid them. The fact that you can find paths to completely bypass them is like one of my favorite things to do. Because yeah. I've been playing the game, and my buddy's like, "Oh, he has to go this way, or he's gonna die." I'm like, "Well, how about I just find a different path?" And then like. Uh, Nope, it, it works just fine. So, like, there's totally, like, you know, everyone can do whatever the fuck they want as long as you go towards the end goal, you can find a way around it. Um, 100%. Find some cool solutions. It's just neat to be able to, like, yeah, I, I don't want to go this way. I'm just going to climb this fucking half the mountain with a bunch of ladders and then, like, get line down. There's all sorts of, like, cool little things to bypass things, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, surprisingly better than I remember. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yep. Uh, what else? Have we oh, I, I picked up uh, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, uh, which is the 
Lego Star Wars game they put out on PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X. Um, not to be confused with the Lego Star Wars trilogy games that came out like I don't know, ten years ago or whatever. That <laughs> they I think they were given away for free on, on Prime or something uh, not too long ago. But yeah. uh, this one is it's all nine movies and uh, it's really good. Uh, it's it's definitely like another one of those Lego games. So if you're not into like the whole hey I gotta find a bunch of gold bricks or whatever, you know, uh, uh, called. they're like force bricks or something. But like they're they're not gold bricks, but they're the same. Uh, and then you have mm-hmm. to find a bunch of mini kits. It's just it's just a collectathon, you know. But it's cool because it's Legos and Star Wars. And it's it's very extensive in the amount of characters, uh, set pieces put in this game um the thing that is kind of different about this from other lego games is like each like level has like an open world kind of part to it and then there's like story missions um which there's been a little bit of that in the past but i think they really kind of opened up the world a bit uh, so the levels are quite large sandboxy and you can just kind of go around and find some dumb shit uh in between the story missions um and i think there's like 1200 like uh, I think Kyber Bricks um, Kyber Crystals uh, does lightsabers that's what uh, but yeah there's like 1200 of them fine mm. and like you're just going to be doing it for forever uh, but it's it's enjoyable I'm, I'm playing through the prequels right now um, and I intend to uh, go through the the original trilogy next and I'll do the trilogy after um, but yeah it's definitely a lot of fun uh, I'm going to be playing it with my wife uh, whenever I get my second PlayStation 5 controller. Uh, so I'm kind of taking a break on it, but I, I have enjoyed it a lot so far. Uh, I will, I'll will wait to give it a read until I finish it. But uh, it's definitely been very positive so far. Nice. Um, the other game I've been playing, I, I got Judgment, uh, which is a spin-off of the Yakuza games, um, where okay. you play instead of, as, instead of playing as... Um, a member of the Yakuza, you are like this guy, he used to be a, uh, a, a defense attorney in Japan and you apparently are like the only defense attorney to ever like uh, to, to prevent a person from going to jail like you to beat the system because apparently in Japan the conviction rate is like 99% uh, wow. if, you're convic- if you're accused of a crime you will probably go to jail um it's bonkers. I did not know that until playing this game. I don't know if that's actually true, but it's fucking nuts if that's the case. Um, so, so, so that's cool. Like you start off as your attorney and you get someone off of a, of a murder charge, and uh, then shortly after you're celebrating your victory, you find out that the person you got off went out and murdered someone again, killed his uh, significant other, and that's someone that you know and uh, you ashamed out of uh, your role as a defense attorney uh, to do it anymore. And so you go off to be kind of like this private investigator uh, detective guy working in a different uh, part of the justice system. Um, and so yeah, after that, it kind of turns into another Yakuza game, though, because there's like a shit ton of mini games. You're walking around a, a small part of you know, Tokyo and uh, it's it's got the same old school you know yakuza combat you know square triangle do punches and kicks and and uh, but it, it is good and so far like the story's been very interesting um, 
the the mini games are fun and if you're into any of those yakuza games it's 100 percent worth checking out the biggest thing like they have these like investigations that you have to do where you kind of like scan an area for like clues so it's kind of got like uh you know like some some the hell's the game i'm thinking of maybe ace attorney kind of thing going on which okay. is uh <laughs> kind of interesting um but yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely curious to see where the story goes based on how it started. Um, they've definitely introduced some some characters from families that you'll definitely be familiar with the names if you played any other games in the series. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's good so far. I, I will continue playing it. Uh, like I'm probably like two hours in, two hours in right now. So long way to go. I will hesitate to give it a score until I get a little bit more in there. But uh, very promising so far if you're into those, uh, into that series. So. Okay. Uh, definitely check it out. It was it was a free game on PlayStation, um, so I, I picked it up there on the PlayStation Plus uh, extra tier, I think. Nice. Um, and the last thing I've been playing uh, has been the DLC for Vampire Survivor. It's called Legacy of the Moonspell. Uh, it's really just like a small. I think it was like a dollar, you know, for the DLC. And it, I think it adds like one level, a couple of new items, and. Um, a couple extra characters they're all kind of like uh um japanese themed kind of uh weapons and environment is very much like uh not like nothing like the gothic you know vampire stuff that you see in other parts of the game uh so it's kind of cool like you can get like a katana and some other uh weapons that are kind of unique uh but i've definitely been enjoying my time unlocking more stuff I could just literally play this game forever um, because there's just so many things to fucking unlock. And just when you think you've gotten everything done, they'll put out a patch that adds more to it. So, um, endlessly fun Vampire Survivor. The DLC is worth getting. Uh, Like I said, it's like a dollar. So, like, just fucking get it. You have the game already. You probably paid a couple bucks for the game. Pay a couple more bucks for the DLC. Keep the game going. It's a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, so that's the last thing I've been playing. And I guess that will bring me to my top five. Uh, so for five, my top five game of 2022, I have Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Um, really just uh, love a good uh, adventure platformer. And this one is a really good one of those. Uh, so if you're into, you know, exploring levels and finding, you know, secrets and, and waddledees or hiding all over the place, you got to find them. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's also a lot of fun to play two players because the second player can play as one of the waddledees. Uh, and so you can kind of just run around and eat things and get superpowers and, and find secrets. Um, so yeah, if you're into if you're into Kirby and you want to play a more open Kirby, this is a good one. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Number four, I have Marvel Snap. Uh, just, yeah. you know, fucking good fucking card game. Um, didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. Like I, I love Marvel and I love card games. I uh, didn't think that the two here would be like as compelling as it was. And then fucking played it for like five minutes. I was like, well, never mind. This is going to be a problem. So uh, <laughs> spent an awful lot of time the last couple months playing Marvel Snap as a result. Uh, definitely continue watching it and seeing how it, it uh, develops here. They've been pretty good about supporting and buffing and nerfing cards as the complained and uh noticed some things that are a little imbalanced so that's been good 
and I have a good feeling that they're going to continue doing that and introduce new cards as the, the months go on. I know they have like a huge uh, plan for like the next couple of years and rolling things out, and it looks like uh, it's cool because like the content that they're putting out for these passes is not like like you don't have to go out and buy it if you're a free to play player. You can totally just play. Um, but some of those cards that come out in these passes, they're like putting them out for, for you basically buy them or earn them, you know, at a much later collection level further down the line. So if you're not playing like a shit ton, like you might want to just buy the pass here and there as you see a card that you're interested in. Uh, I kind of wish they would let you try a card before you buy it, uh, but you know, that's that's something they'll probably have to figure out a way to get around it at some point. Uh, but yeah, Marvel Snap, fucking great. Uh, number three, I got Vampire Survivor. Like I was saying, I just can't stop playing this game. Uh, I think on my top games played of 2022, it's probably like number two, right behind Elden Ring as far as hours I've put into it. Um, I think I'm at like 80 hours on on this dumb game that all you do is walk around and kill mobs of enemies uh, and then just do it over and over again. Um, it's been a lot of fun unlocking all the stuff in the game. There's like so many items to unlock, so many secrets. Uh, once you get like one of the items you can get, like shows you a bunch of like extra secret items that you can unlock by doing very specific goals of like find this one enemy on this level and kill it within this time limit, and you'll get like a new character to play as. Like that kind of stuff, I love. Uh, so I've been going through and, and knocking those things out. It's just a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, number three. Empire Survivor. Uh, at two, I got Elden Ring. I know that uh, a lot of people are probably going to hate the fact that I picked this over, <laughs> or picked my number one over this, but uh, whatever. Uh, Elden Ring is fantastic. Elden Ring is very good. Like, I, the, like literally, like my top two are one and one A, uh, but I had to pick one slightly above it, and I think very over Fair. over gameplay in this, in this aspect, but uh, Elden Ring is so good, and it's definitely my favorite uh, of the From games that, that have come out in recent years just because of the sheer uh, openness of it and the ability to just kind of do whatever. Like, you you find a wall in that game, you can find something else to do. Like, whereas, like, some of the other ones in the past, you've, like, you hit a wall and, like, there's some other paths you can go, but usually, like, the, 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 the end result is just you're gonna go grind a bunch of enemies and level up and maybe try to get your way past it if you're really stuck. Um, in this game, you can just go off and just go on a team somewhere else on the map, find some things to do, get some new items. You'll also probably level up past the point where you know you're having a problem where the area you're in, but but it it just feels like such a natural like like just go out and have a fucking blast, fucking killing shit, finding things. So good. Um, can't fucking get get over how good it was, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, and then my number one of the year is uh, God of War Ragnarok, just because the story was so fucking good. I could not, uh, I could not recommend anything else. Like the story, just so well done uh, from point A to point B. Uh, if you played the last one, you know that it ends with um, with a, a threat of Thor showing up, and basically from the jump in this game, it just nonstop action. Uh, it takes you to some cool places and, and um, some characters that you might not have expected you get to meet in this game. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the end result is just epic battles. 
uh, at the end. It's phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, my number one figure. Nice. Also a good list. Uh, yes, very good. If I had played God of War Ragnarok, I probably would have put it on my list. But yeah, yeah it's it's good. Uh, I can't imagine anyone will play it eventually and not enjoy it. <laughs> Just bring it to PC, Sony. Come on. Yeah, I mean they brought that Last of Us game that it just uh, came out. You know, this fall they're bringing it this uh, spring. So like, yeah. it should come out in a couple months. So maybe they'll do the same. I am very excited for that Last of Us PC remake because of it. I held off on playing it on on PlayStation, but I'm gonna definitely play it on PC for sure. Okay, well. Happy 2023, everybody. Until next time. Bye for now.